Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,332 with a release date of Friday, July 8th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The amateur radio world loses two prominent innovators in India. The Hawaiian Islands prep for a disaster drill and commercial CW is revived for one special night. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,332 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. We begin this week's newscast reporting on two major losses in the amateur radio community in India. These are losses that are being felt around the world as well. The first silent key is the man known to many as the Indian Marconi. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us about his life. Rama Mohan Rao, VU2RM, was a radio pioneer in India, celebrated for the many firsts throughout his long life. According to an announcement by the Institute of Amateur Radio in Kirula, the retired communications engineer became a silent key on June 29, following cardiac arrest whilst hospitalised with a lung infection. The Institute recalled that Rama Mohan Rao was one of a handful of amateurs to hold a licence in India's earliest days of amateur radio. Although he was known for a wide array of homebrew equipment, including many used in satellite communications, hams remember him best as the first Indian amateur to build an SSB transceiver that put affordable equipment in the hands of those unable to pay for more expensive rigs. The transceiver, the RM96, was built using locally available components. Homebrew was his calling, and according to his QRZ page, he was one of the first hams to work the Oscar satellites using all homebrew equipment. A fan of six-metre operation, he was the first Indian amateur to operate on the band in 1959. He had also been an adventurous de-expeditioner, and his travels took him to the Andanaman Islands in 1960 as part of the first de-expedition there where the team used all homebrew equipment and antennas. The institute in Kirula recalled the nickname given him, the Indian Marconi. Rama Mohan Rao, VU2RM, was 91. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. A tragic accident has claimed the life of a young innovator in India, known for his work with satellite communications. We hear more from Jim Meachins at L2BHF. Guru Data Panda VU3GDP, an engineer who helped launch India into a prominent status in space communications, has become a silent key. According to several reports, a Guru Data was killed in a tragic traffic accident on June 26th. The young engineer was best known for constructing small satellites, many of which were deployed to assist with communications during natural disasters. Most notable was the ExceedSat CubeSat, created with an eight-member development team that included co-founder Ashar Farhan, VU2ESE, in Hyderabad, India. The 10-centimetre satellite had an APRS Digipeter and an amateur radio FM transponder and was India's first private satellite launched in December 2018 by the US-based SpaceX company. AMSAT designated it VO96. Gurudatta also advocated young people's involvement in amateur radio. Active in disaster communications and disaster drills, Gurudatta assisted with many major operations, including the 2013 cyclone in the Ganjam district in India. For Amateur Radio Newsline, 
I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. A laboratory in Tokyo is the scene of some innovative work on a transceiver that doesn't rely on batteries. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, brings us the details. Researchers in Japan are working on a prototype of a transceiver that is able to receive power wirelessly at the same time it sends and receives data, according to a report in the IEEE Spectrum. Scientists at the Tokyo Institute of Technology believe the 64-element millimeter waveband phased array transceiver could become the first of its kind that no longer is dependent on cables, plugs, or batteries. The IEEE Spectrum article said, Atsushi Shirain delivered the research results in June at an IEEE symposium in Honolulu, Hawaii. He said that the transceiver, which has a 64-element phased array of antennas on its front side, is capable of short transmission distances and is able to receive power from a fixed direction. It also contains a circuit board on the back where four RF-integrated circuit chips are wired into one of four quadrants containing the antennas. Shirain said the initial goal for the transceiver is to be used in 5G service. He told Spectrum, quote, We aim to expand the technology as a batteryless 5G relay transceiver to extend the service area coverage of millimeter wave 5G communications, end quote. He said after DC power generation is increased, scientists hope to find a way for the transceiver to be used with battery-free devices tied to the Internet of Things. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kent Peterson, KC0. DGY. With Hamvention 2022 now just a memory, planning is already underway for next year. Congratulations to Jim Storms, AB8YK, on being named General Chairman of Hamvention for 2023. The Dayton Amateur Radio Association announced Jim's new responsibility on Friday, July 1st. Jim has served as Vice President of DARA for three years and has been an officer for several other local amateur radio clubs. He's a co-leader for the Dave Coulter Youth DX Adventure Program, which he helped found. Jim has been Hamvention's Chairman of Advanced Registration since 2017. The DARA board also announced that Brian Markland, N8UDQ, will serve as Hamvention's Assistant General Chairman. You've heard of Hamvention and Hamcation, but are you ready for Hamcamption? If your QTH is down under, it's coming your way. Here's John Williams, VK4JJW. Darren VK6EK has big hopes for Mayan Up Ham Camption, a weekend getaway for recreation and radio. It's the fruit of a discussion Darren had with Rob VK6LD, president of the Southern Electronics Group VK6SR in Western Australia. And it becomes reality on September 10th and 11th at the sports ground in Mayan Up. Darren said that with its dipole friendly trees, as well as bathrooms and a shed facility, it's an ideal location for this first try at a radio a camping event. More of a social outing than a field day, it'll present an opportunity for socialising with like-minded hams and still present plenty of opportunity for radio. There may even be a little fox hunting. Darren plans to run an FT8 station on 20 metres during the day and 40 metres at night. There's a 70 centimetre repeater about 9 kilometres away from the grounds and it'll be connected to the club's all-star node, 42482. Darren said the informal event is expected to be an ideal warm-up for Perth Tech, a camper-friendly Symposium being held in October at the Gijiganup Sport and Recreation Centre. He told Newsline that if it all goes well, Hamcampshire may return to the mine upgrounds next May when the weather's still a bit warmer and drier. The club will just need to schedule their time around the horse and pony clubs who also have their own equestrian version of field day there. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. The A13 net is back on the air and it's going back, way back to its roots. 
The net, which is being organized by the Advanced Class Preservation Society, returns to 20 meters Monday, July 11th. Instead of being a formal net, it's going back to being the general roundtable it had been at the very start. Be listening for Scott, W5URX, to kick things off at 1700 UTC on 14.213 MHz. Participants are holders of an advanced class license issued by the United States FCC. The agency stopped issuing these licenses in the year 2000, but they are renewable. Editor Paul Busher, N8HHG, writes about the revival of the net in the most recent A13 newsletter, saying, quote, We'll give this a try and see how it works out. Please consider joining in the net and listen for future net days and times. End quote. According to the newsletter, the Preservation Society has 315 members in 50 states and two U.S. territories. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the KD2SL repeater in Syracuse, New York, on Mondays at 8 p.m. after the Fireside Chat Net. Hams throughout Hawaii are getting ready for a disaster drill that needs as many participants as possible. We hear more from Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. To help hams in Hawaii ensure that they can be prepared when hurricanes or other disasters strike the islands, Hawaii Aries is conducting a disaster exercise on Saturday the 16th of July. Amateurs who volunteer to participate will make use of their radios as well as their computers to send messages in a variety of ways. That will include the use of WinLink to transmit emails with simulated hurricane reports. Other messages will also simulate reports from area Red Cross shelters and will provide field situation and damage reports. Michael Miller, KH6ML, appeared on a recent KITV newscast in Hawaii to share the details and ask all licensed amateurs to get involved. Hams who participate in Skywarn, CERT, and other emergency response programs are welcome, as are those who may not be involved in RACES, ARIES, or any club. In this statewide exercise, the Hams will follow the standardized incident command system that is in use throughout the United States. The exercise presumes that each of the Hawaiian Islands has lost internet, cell phone service, and electrical power as a result of a hurricane. For details on how to get involved, visit the website hawaiiaries.net. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Listen up. Commercial Morse code is about to return to the air, if only for a night. Randy Sly, W4XJ, explains. In the early years of the 20th century, there was nothing more reassuring for a lonely radio officer on a storm-tossed ship than the response of a coastal station to their call. The last of these Morse messages was sent on July 12, 1999. On that date, the founders of the Maritime Radio Historical Society established their organization with a specific goal of returning Coast Station KPH to the air as a means to honor the men and women who made the profession of radio telegrapher one of honor and skill. On July 12, 2022, the MRHS will hold its 23rd annual Night of Nights, commemorating the tradition of commercial Morse code once thought dead. Each July 12th since the year 2000, transmitters are brought online for this special event from the original Marconi RCA transmission site in Bolinas, California. KPH and KFS will be operating on assigned commercial frequencies, while K6KPH will be operating on several HF amateur radio bands. For operational times, frequencies, and QSL information, please check the Maritime Radio Historical Society website at radiomarine.com. 
Newslines.org. Newsline's Randy Sly, W4XJ, reporting. Hams active in parks on the air received upbeat news on the POTA website recently. From 1200 UTC on July 1st, activators have been able to upload their own logs rather than rely on regional volunteer coordinators to do so. Hams logging onto the POTA site should now see a menu option called My Log Uploads. The feature became active on July 1st following a period of successful beta testing. Posting on the website QRPer, Thomas Witherspoon, K4SWL, said the option was a welcome change for activators. The system update comes just in time for the POTA annual Support Your Parks plaque event on the 16th and 17th of July, where there will be shields to be won for various classes of operation. In the world of DX, there's still time to work Elvira IV3FSG on the air as 5X3R from Uganda until July 13th. She's operating on 80 through 10 meters using SSB, RTTY, and PSK31. QSL via IK2DUW, direct by the Bureau, Club Log, or Logbook of the World. Be listening for the call sign CO9GNN from Cuba, where a number of operators will be marking a special event, the 333rd anniversary of the founding of Santa Clara City, Cuba, which is IOTA NA-015. They'll be on most of the HF bands and on 2 meters using SSB and the digital modes. Digital diplomas are available. Contact Ernesto by email at ernestoco6id at gmail.com. A special event station in New Zealand is marking the 90th anniversary of the New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters Southland Branch 37. They'll be using the call sign ZL90GQ throughout July. For details about the special award available and for details on how to QSL, visit their qrz.com page. Listen for John N9EAJ operating as N9EAJ-P from Okaloosa Island, which is IOTA reference NA-142, between July 24th and 31st. John will be on 40 through 10 meters using SSB and a little CW. You may hear him during the Radio Society of Great Britain's IOTA contest, July 30th and 31st. QSL via N9EAJ, direct or club logs OQRS. The exact details and dates are yet to be determined by Gilbert, 4F2KWT, for a D-expedition that will be operating from the Spratly Islands with the call sign DX0NE sometime between August 1st and December 31st, 2022. There will be four operators and it will be a month-long activation on the HF bands using CW, SSB, and FT8. QSL via 4F2KWT, Club Log, or Logbook of the World. We'd also like to take a moment to celebrate with a member of the Newsline family, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, on having completed episode number 300 of his podcast, Ham Talk Live, on July 5th. Neil is a Newsline anchor and correspondent and host of his own lively talk show about one of our favorite subjects. Congratulations, Neil. And finally, a popular CW net that went silent two decades ago has found its voice in one amateur who is looking to revive it. He's looking for hams with MK123 transceivers or any spy radio equipment, including homebrew. We end this week with Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, who shares some of the intrigue. Colin, F5VHZ, remembers the great days of the spy set net that attracted hams at the Bletchley Park Radio Club, GB2BP. Back then, the rig of choice was mainly the MK123 radio. The hams held CW net, special events, and even a bit of chat. 
Colin recently posted on the QRZ forums that he hoped to find like-minded amateurs who will join him once again in calling CQCQCQ SpySet Net, adding call sign. NECW speed is welcome. Colin's love of history and old radios dates back to his home-brewed crystal projects as a child and a memorable visit in 1964 to the British Science Museum, where he saw a World War II radio transmitting text from China's Chairman Mao in RTTY. He got his licence as F1HIC when he moved to France, then returned to the UK in the 1980s, becoming G1YEB. He joined the Bletchley Park Radio Club, and after passing the CW test, he became M5AET. He was part of the first SpySet net operating mainly on 3.514 and 7.028 MHz. The net fell silent over the years, but Colin told Newsline, I have decided to try and kickstart the old SpySet net back into action. Of course, it will be on the old frequencies. With a nod to a little espionage history, Colin adds a final thought. You can make up and send your own secret messages, as in World War II, like a string of messages. Thomas's bike has a puncture. Mary has found a blue rose. There are owls in the wood tonight, etc., etc. It's all a bit of fun, and yes, even a little intrigue. Colin hopes he spies others who are interested. His email is in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. With thanks to the A13 Group Newsletter, AMSAT UK, AWRL, CQ Magazine, Darren, VK6EK, David Behar, K7DB, Facebook, HawaiiAries.net, Institute of Amateur Radio in Kerala, KITV Hawaii, Lloyd Colson, KC5FM, Maritime Radio Historical Society, Ohio Penn DX, QRZ.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights are reserved.